Hello, and... You okay, you okay, Ben? No. <laughs> I'm getting rid of this thing. Okay. <laughs> literally, literally, the second that you said hello, it just collapsed <laughs> into my laptop. I, I say right, we keep that right. in. I say we keep that in. Keep that in. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, as I was saying before Ben so rudely interrupted me, uh, hello, and welcome back to Reality with a Twist. I'm Gunner. I'm Dylan. I'm Ben. And I'm Gabriel. <laughs> Very nice, Sophie. <laughs> Hi, Sophie. She, she's this been game. silent all day, but then the second we start recording. This is the struggle of being an amateur podcast, yes. is yes. that we have to record from our homes. Yes. No, yes. no fancy studio. So yeah. uh, that's okay. So um, today's episode is a little bit sensitive. Uh, we are going to be talking about racism now i'm just teasing um (laughs) (laughs) why would we be qualified to talk about that anyway (laughs) yeah why would we be qualified qualified people in the united states to talk about four four white men yeah not not a good idea huh all right so (laughs) um horrible joke i'm so sorry everybody all right so we're going to be talking about mental health um so we are in our third season of the podcast you know, we have some dedicated listeners, and we just want to check up on you guys and uh, provide some resources for you guys um, because uh, we love that you listen to us and we care about you guys. So um, we just uh, want to talk about mental health, and, um, you know, it's a more sensitive topic and by no means a light topic either. So uh, we wanted, you know, by using this platform to address mental health, and uh, especially for those in Indiana, uh, will help you provide some resources and um, understand mental health a little bit more. So um, we'll start with the CDC definition of mental health. It is that mental health is uh, defined as emotional, psychological, and social well-being. And uh, it's what commonly affects our actions, thinking, and of course, our feelings and our ability to manage stress, empathize, and even make healthy life choices are all impacted by mental health. So, um, so uh, everybody has like personal definitions to mental health, of course. And so to, for me, mental health is uh, balancing my own comfort and boundaries. So making sure I don't overstep and avoid those situations because uh, I, I, you know, I found out uh, just like everybody else, I have my own boundaries, I have my own comforts, and I really don't want to cross the lines on those. Uh, so um, I also find that like I, you know, social stimulation is key. Uh, not that kind of stimulation. Um, just just social stimulation. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, <laughs> and so um, like I, I like going out and being around people and, you know, feeling that sort of like, you know, warmth from other people, but I can also like feel overstimulated, right? Uh, you know, maybe I go to the mall for too long or I am around the wrong people. And, uh, you know, if I'm not stimulated enough, I get depressed, but if I'm overstimulated, well, I start feeling anxious or overwhelmed. So, um, I, uh, ask you guys to prepare your own personal definitions of mental health. So who would like to go first? Do we want to go in episode order? Uh, I'm Just say that. you want to go first. I, I would go last. Go. <laughs> if we went in episode order, because I'm the... I'm okay, the... okay. I'll just choose blindly. Okay. Dylan, since you were so so nice to not interrupt me and start an argument, <laughs> you get to go first. 
Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So <laughs> mental health. I think mental health is just an encapsulation of everything that your body would be regarded to in terms of health, but instead with your mentality. I know, big shocker. But the point I was trying to make with that is that your mental health is typically something that is oftenly overlooked or it's very downplayed in society and especially in the media. Um, and you know, mental health and mental, all that is just in regards and this whole umbrella towards how you're currently feeling in any point in your life. And if you have any things that are temporarily affecting, permanently affecting or affecting other people in any type of regard, because yeah, I probably did a very weird job at explaining that, but bottom line though, is that mental health encapsulates everything that you are currently feeling at, whether that be now past or in the, or in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. I think that was a great definition, Dylan. All right. Uh, Gabe, would you like to go first? Uh, yeah. I mean, second? <laughs> yeah. So mine is a lot less uh, all-encompassing. I think Dylan did a better job. Uh, mine is just kind of a personal one. Uh, I see perspective and mental health as almost synonyms. I often see my own mental health battles as like filters that I over how I see the world. Uh, just like how bad mental health can put like a horror film full, uh, filter over like the day-to-day. Um, a really good mental health, you know, relationship, I guess, can make the day to day like a lot easier to enjoy. It could put a, a good filter over everything. Um, sure. And I've, I've had my my fair share of bad filters in my life. All right. Uh, thank you for that, Gabe. Uh, ben, would you like to go ahead? Yeah. Um, so mine, I, I kind of went the same the same route as Gabe. Um, the way that I kind of see mental health is just um, anything that really affects your, you know, your decision making, the way that you, like Gabe said, just the way that you perceive things. And uh, uh, those things, I mean, play into everything else, uh, plays into your life um, uh, just as a whole. So, um, yeah, that's that's what I would say. Just anything that uh, you guys took all the good answers, but uh <laughs> I'm just rambling at this point now. <laughs> ben, your definition of mental health is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, like we said, mental health uh, very much has a broad definition that encompasses everybody, but um, it also personally can affect, uh, you know, it means something different for everybody. So um, I appreciate all your guys' uh, responses, and I think they were all great. Um, I you know, there was there is not a wrong response and um to the viewers what mental health means to you guys is always an important thing to think about because it helps you uh kind of come to terms with your mental health so um uh, kind of like come to grasp and like um you know just understand a little better at least it did for me um I've, i suppose this would also be a good time that um only uh one of us is on the path to becoming a uh, uh health professional and I am not there. Um, so remember, uh, we are just four guys who are uh, just wanting to provide resources. We cannot provide medical advice. Um, we uh, you know, take everything as we say uh, as personal advice. Um, and um, for, for medical advice, please seek a practitioner So um, in, in the related field. So I uh, wanted to get that out there before you, you start taking everything we say to heart and um, in case we say something wrong too. So, but I did put thorough research in this. All right. Yes. So, um, 
there are a lot of types of mental health and behavior illnesses and disorders out there. Uh, so I'm going to talk about some uh, common ones. So uh, Medline Plus, um, you know, has a list of common mental health and behavioral disorders and illnesses, um, conditions, as uh, I'll probably call it from here on out. And so um, let's address some common ones. So um, we'll go in alphabetical order of, of what I have listed as common ones, uh, starting with ADD and ADHD. Um, it's uh, it's simply just a disorder highlighted by uh, you know characteristics such as inattention, uh, hyperactivity, and impulsive behaviors. Um, it is uh, I can't say it's you know more prevalent now. Like suddenly people are having it, um, but it's definitely coming a lot more into attention now, and um, you're uh, seeing the rise of um, you know you know coverage and attention to it right now, and uh, it's. Um, we're also seeing that for autism spectrum disorder. Um, it is a disorder highlighted affecting the way a person interacts, communicates, and even learns. Um, usually it is a combination of several of those. And there is so, there is so much more to autism spectrum disorder. It's, it, it is a spectrum. Um, you know, it is, uh, you can feel, um, you know, maybe one of those things, or you could feel every single one. Um, it's a spectrum, uh, like I just said, and uh, it's it's pretty broad. Um, so one of the uh, mental health illnesses is anxiety, and um, this is just the uh, you know it's uh, the definition Medline Plus gave literally just gave you the definition of what anxiety is, uh, which I mean. It, is a pretty accurate definition. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's it's just the feeling of fear, dread, uneasiness, uh, which causes physical and emotional reactions that sustain for long durations. Uh, that's I, I kind of added a little bit of onto that definition to to make it more relatable as a mental illness. So um, then there is a, a bipolar disorder. Uh, this is simply just a mood disorder that can cause intense mood swings um, where it's not, you know, where you're happy or sad. It's more like you are in a normal state of mind and then you are in a manic state of mind. Um, so um, that's a common misconception is uh, people who um, you know, have bipolar disorder are commonly regarded as they're either happy or they're sad. Uh, it's really not the case. Manic episodes can uh, be shown in a number of different ways. It's just really compulsive behavior um, um, and um, that they get a rush or a high from. And uh, maybe it could be anger or it could even, I talked to my doctor about this, um, you know, things like you know gambling can be uh, seen in uh, manic episodes. So uh, uh, another broad one actually. So. Finally, probably the most, uh, not finally, the most common one is depression. Uh, and this is simply just the feeling of sadness, emptiness, lack of interest, exhaustion, hopelessness, irritability, guilt, or suicidal thoughts that persist and interfere in everyday life. And one thing Medline Plus made very clear is that um, these feelings of depressions, you know, it's not like you have them for a couple of days. It's almost like they're sustaining and you have these feelings, you know, for super long durations of time, uh, which is a trend for almost all of these. And uh, it's, it's that feeling that you just, you can't shake it off. It's, uh, it, you know, you have it, you, uh, you try to grab, uh, you know, you know, get a grip on it and just, it doesn't work. Um, so 
uh, depression is one that often seeking uh, things like therapy or uh, even medicinal support, um, usually in combination, um, are really important. And finally, the last one I have on the list is OCD, uh, one that I think uh, gets has a lot of gets misconceived quite a bit actually. OCD is a mental disorder um, categorized by the thoughts and rituals that are generally unwanted that interfere with life but cannot be stopped and controlled. And it's basically just a constant, constant stream of intrusive thoughts and sh um, that you just can't shake off. It's, it's, it's almost just like, you're, it's just like that what if is always there. Um, as somebody who actually is diagnosed with OCD for, uh, it's been, oh goodness, over a year and a half now. Um, I, I, I can say it's, it's, it's not like a voice in your head. It's just like you constantly asking questions of like, what if I, at least it was for me, what if I did this? Or what if I did that? Or what if this happened? And then suddenly you start asking so many questions, you just start living in fear. Um, and it gets very scary. So, uh, it's not just thoughts. It could be mental images too. Uh, it's pretty scary stuff. And people that have OCD, uh, it's no matter, take light with them. Um, so it's not just, uh, you'll often see behaviors such as like cleaning and tidiness, um, but it's not for everybody. Um, it's just, you know, uh, you also notice that there's behavior like there has to be order or suddenly you're counting or there's checking stuff where you have to do this so many times or you have to, it's just rituals. So um, I'm sorry, I, I kind of rambled a little bit on the OCD one. It's it's the one that impacts my life the most. Mm -hmm. So I... I I wanted to make a point, but, um, um, I, you know, I, I can talk about it first and you guys, uh, feel free, uh, to discuss if you want to, but I actually, um, you know, have struggled, especially when I came to college, um, with, uh, you know, anxiety, uh, those feelings of isolation, uh, distancy, uh, it's, um, you know, distance, not distancy, that's not a word, um, distance, and uh, the depression, I, which I think I've always struggled with, um, became a lot more prevalent in college. Um, OCD was another one uh, that, you know, I, I, I made a point earlier, uh, you know, said that. Uh, OCD is something my parents have always thought I've struggled with, um, but I didn't get diagnosed until I was in college. Uh, and I am actually, um, like... Um, speculated to also have autism spectrum disorder um and i'm not just saying like oh like i think i have it and like my parents think i have I it i saw a tiktok uh, and i related i to saw it, a tiktok so. <laughs> and it, right no it's 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 uh it's more like i uh talked to my psychiatrist my psychiatrist is like i can see that i talked to my therapist my therapist was like i could see that and i was like oh okay um and i read up a lot of it and i can relate to it quite a bit of it but um I can't say for certain if I am or not. And I don't know if I really want to, but yeah. But if any of you guys want to talk about your stuff, uh, feel free. And if not, we'll just move right along. Um, for me, it's, it's, it's college is a big one. College is a big, big, big change in my life. And it, and it kind of uncovered a lot. Um, I always knew I had like, well, as long as I can remember, I knew I had some kind of anxious thoughts. It, it, really the catalyst was when, when my grandpa died in 2012, uh, he died of a heart attack and then like i just was constantly afraid 
I was 10 years old and I was constantly afraid. What if I have a heart attack? What if I have a heart attack? I every it was 24 7 365 I couldn't get off my mind just my and then it just turned into my my body and my health generally and then it morphed into guilt I've been doing like a lot of guilt stuff and 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 um and it's kind of formed into the to a place where like I there's a lot of times I don't even know what my opinion on things is because I just don't know what's right I don't what if something new comes to light what if I'm wrong blah 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 the whole thing that one I've known for a long time. I've tried to take some medication for it. Um, and then the new one that I that I uh, I believe I've, I've been taking some medication for is depression. Uh, I didn't even know I had it, um, which is kind of insane to think about. But once I started taking medication for it, I felt so, so, so much better. Not to say that medication is, you know, everything because it's definitely not. But um, yeah, so just I guess the, the basic ones is just anxiety and depression. I think I've had a little bit of experience with those. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I can go ahead and start speaking on my behalf because uh, it's uh, de- definitely a very uh, laundry list of things. You know, I think early on, you know, when I was very young, like three years old, I was officially diagnosed with um, high functioning autism, meaning that I was somewhere on that end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Don't know exactly where. Um, and then, you know, just in my childhood, just a bunch of different traumatic events happened in my life that I never really thought about too much. I just knew that growing up, I had a lot of really sad episodes really high anxiety episodes and then like in the winter of 2014 a lot of that anxiety manifested into you know my Crohn's disease that I have now and or like that I've now have to take care of and all that um and then it wasn't until junior year of high school where I actually got proper diagnoses for everything Mm -hmm. and the two biggest the you know the three biggest things was depression like anxiety um like some anxiety disorder and ptsd and finding out that i had these things wrong with me messed me up more after hearing it because beforehand i was just really in a slump then i was just like i i feel like i'm i'm I, i don't even know like the words to describe it now but like i felt like there was something wrong with me and i'd never get it recovered um no for sure i totally felt that um Mm -hmm sophomore year when i got diagnosed with everything um i had some pretty scary diagnoses in there if you guys remember that i remember Mm. i remember um and it was a rough time um i'm so glad that you know i was able to get a second opinion and you know see those diagnoses go away but still i remember thinking that and i was like what's wrong with me why like why you know ask myself why can't i just be you know normal so um, it's it's, it's almost like the illusion, like when you don't know, it's almost like ignorance is bliss. It's like, okay, everybody deals with this. But then once you know, it's like, okay, well now I know that there's right. something wrong, you know, not wrong, but you know and, what I mean. And, and like, once again, too, like, back, like going back to like, you know, with my PTSD and like how I was talking about earlier, where it feels like pop culture and a lot of like mm-hmm. mainstream media really like puts, doesn't put a limelight on mental health or really talks about much. Because when I was yeah. told I got PTSD, I'm like is literally like the first thing that's the thing soldiers get when they see their friends die and that's I got diagnosed with that like Mm -hmm. what have I gone through Um, and so and then obviously you know taking that into college you know there's a reason why I dropped out you know I was the farthest away from all of you guys my family and I was just I was at my wits end like the only thing keeping me sane were the few things that I did to occupy my mind which was work all the time and mm-hmm. um, if it wasn't for that, then I, I don't know. I probably mm-hmm. would have left Evansville a lot sooner. But 
yeah, that's that, that's really about it with me. I don't really uh, have anything like personal to speak on, uh, but I did want to like just comment. Um, it, it's interesting to see how you guys all have kind of the opinion that after your diagnoses, it actually took more of a, of a downhill turn rather than uphill. Because it seems like at least the way I've seen it portrayed a lot is that it's the other way around. It's like once once you get that diagnosis, then oh, things are, are clicking into place and making sense. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's, it's just interesting to see the other side of that. It is. And we are by no means saying like, you know, if you have concerns, please go see a, you know, professional and, yeah. you know, see if, see if you, you know, qualify for a diagnosis. But um, yeah, uh, it, it was interesting, but you know, it's just, I think it's just part of that struggle, especially with mental health. There are other things too, like when, like, and uh, like for autism, right? You know, it's, you know, speaking with, you know, like my, you know, psychiatrist and my therapist, like kind of getting their insight on it, is like I, I've, I'd wonder, and I asked them about it, and then I will say that did provide quite a bit of clarity when they yeah. were even like, yeah, we can definitely see it, and like it was, you know, enough to where I could be like, okay, like makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember, uh, thank you. Uh, I think it was a psychiatrist um, told me that a lot of people who struggle with OCD also tend to struggle uh, and not, I guess, you know, I shouldn't say struggle, but um, like tend to also be on the autism spectrum disorder. And uh, I noticed a lot of similarities between the two. Like I have obsessions with my daily rituals, right? Which yeah. I've managed pretty well in the last you know couple of years. But I also still hyper obsess over th- things, which is common behavior. So I, I'm I'm just an obsessive guy. Yeah, fair. ladies, watch out. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so <laughs> I've been diagnosed with loving beautiful women. <laughs> I, I've been diagnosed with teaching get into the women's hearts. <laughs> When I, when I got that diagnosis, it cleared everything. <laughs> Sorry, oh let's, continue. let's continue. <laughs> All right. So, um, notice that uh, um, some uh, statistics were analyzed uh, from the CDC, um, and um, it, uh, mental health uh, conditions are pretty common. Uh, one mm-hmm. out of every five adults uh, live with a mental health uh, with, with live with a mental illness. One in five youth have experienced a seriously, a quote, seriously debilitating mental illness. Um, I, I don't really know what that means, uh, but I would imagine like some event has caused them to have a long duration of feeling maybe like depressed, anxious, mm-hmm. so on and so forth uh, for quite an extended period of time. So, um, or maybe permanently, um, don't know. Um, and then this one I actually thought was pretty interesting. So one in 25 adults live with a serious mental illness, uh, serious meaning schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, or even major depression. Um, and then uh, one thing I also want to make clear, these are statistics of U.S. Uh, residents, not yeah. world. So, um, but yeah, just I thought that was a bit interesting that as, um, one in 25 adults actually struggle a serious mental yeah. illness 
Um, and honestly, I think even that low in numbers due to stigma. I think a lot of older adults don't mm-hmm. admit to these things because they just they just it wasn't accepting when they were you know uh, uh, when they were young, and maybe they felt this, but they just don't think they don't think it's like enough or something. Um, right. But I, I bet it's way higher than one in twenty five. Uh, I, I, yeah. And even I still think one out of 25 is crazy, Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's just, I think there's quite a bit of stigma that surrounds mental health. Um, I, um, you know, you know, talking with especially older generations, it's kind of like the get over it mentality, Yeah. um, which I never appreciated. Um, because yeah, mental health isn't just something you get over. You got to work through it. Yeah. Um, and so, um, I, I am glad I found s- such a great support group with you guys, especially yep, going through that journey. Uh, you guys always there, um, right by my side through the whole thing. And I appreciate you guys. So shout out you guys. Um, so, but even things like, you know, people like, uh, parents, um, you know, even grandparents <laughs> were supportive, uh, um, you know, and other friends lovers yes yeah i will say my ex-girlfriend was great in my mental health journey and my uh, current girlfriend has uh, also been phenomenal so um yes yeah shout out both of them i guess heart heart heart, heart fingers again heart. for our listeners we're making heart fingers but anyways um so there's quite a bit of mental health resources out there uh so um there's one major one I really want to talk about for Indiana residents. It's called Be Well Indiana. Uh, so it's a start for those to basically help with resources to help you become more educated or resources. Um, there are resources for all ages and um, on the website it provides a self-assessment. Uh, it kind of help you get a grasp on where you might fall if you're experiencing sy- symptoms for a particular condition. And there's um, several hotlines that it provides uh, for many situations. Uh, some of the main ones is like food housing support, general stress, uh, crisis and emergency, uh, domestic violence, addiction and recovery, and um, veterans crisis. So um, for Indiana residents, great, uh, great place to uh, look. And then uh, for our Indiana colleges, um, I, I I was able to for the uh, you know Ben Gabe and I uh, find resources for all of our schools. Um, and if you guys want to talk about them, you can uh, talk about your own. Uh, go for it. Uh, with Ball State, I, I've never personally used uh, the services, uh, but there are so many. We are reminded of them all the time. Um, in my physical wellness class, they they had an entire thing about. Uh, even specifically to sexual assault or 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 anything anything under the sun, um, there's a website that has every single one that they have. Uh, li- literally, if you Google Ball State Counseling, it is the first link counseling center, and then on that link you can scroll down and get uh, like everything, everything. They have something. Let me just read off just some of the stuff they have: alcohol and drug use, anxiety, depression, eating disorders, grief and loss, healthy relationships, sexual assault stress management, time management, self-help videos. And there's always somebody there to talk to you. Um, it's just, it's just part of the school. So that is one thing I thought was really cool, um, about the counseling center is it has its very own hotline. Yes. So yes. very cool. Yes. Um, and then Ben, uh, Iwu has a center for student success, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, um, 
I, I was actually did you did you like do some research on that because it, I did. If you wanted to share what you had on that. Um, that'd be that'd be great. Yeah. So um, it um, you know provides support such as uh, it does clinical counseling, even does disability services. Uh, and uh, its main goal um, has kind of like an overarching goal. It's for like basically students wellness um whether it be academic or you know outside of the classroom academic mental um a number of things uh, just outside the classroom uh and it takes a bit of a um uh i was gonna say holistic but that just means like overarching it, it takes a a a, a a a bit of a christ-centered approach to it uh, given that it is a, a, a faith-based uh, approach to it and so um uh, given that it is a Christian college, it does make sense. So, um, um, but definitely a, um, from what I've read, it has, it's a, gr- a great service uh, for students struggling and um, helping them get on, on track to um, like the university's uh, goals and uh, morals and values. So mm-hmm. it was very good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then one, one other thing I can um, also touch on, I'm sure, I'm sure all, if not most schools do this, but um you can also uh, get in touch with campus police and they will connect you with the right resources that you need. Uh, or if you have a friend or anybody else that you know uh, who needs um, urgent or, or just kind of a, a long-term uh, care uh, with anything regarding to mental health uh, and you don't know who to call, just call campus police and they will you know, direct you to exactly who you need to go to and you know get get you or whoever it is the help that they need um as soon as possible so yeah excellent so um purdue has a service called caps which just stands for counseling and psychological service uh it provides online resources and therapy assistance for purdue students like all of these have um i actually went through caps to help find my therapist um, they were able to help me, um, you know, with therapy for a few weeks uh, while uh, we actively worked together to uh, find a therapist and got in touch and uh, was able to uh, move right along. So uh, it, it doesn't have like the support to do like uh, more permanent, but I do know it, uh, you know, individual therapy, but I do know it does a lot of group therapy sessions. It puts on a lot of activities um, and um uh, it, it's it's a it's a big service. So, uh, like Gabe said, uh, for you know Ball State, we hear about it all the time, um, and um, definitely a great resource if you are uh, at Purdue and struggling and just need to get in touch with somebody. They'll help you with the process. So, yeah. um, given that you know Purdue, Iowa, and uh, Ball State are not the only colleges in <laughs> uh, the state. God, I wish they were. <laughs> <laughs> um, IEPUI has a also has a CAPS program um, similar to Purdue's, and so does IU Bloomington, which I would imagine all the IU satellite campuses and Purdue um, campuses have those. Um, but if you know, there's a lot of schools. If we didn't mention yours and you're needing uh, to find help, I'm sure they all function the same way. Uh, and just look up your Purdue's mental health and uh, well-being uh, program and uh, see if they can help you uh, find the right resources you need for your campus specifically. So um, something, something worth mentioning is that I, I, I do, I, I'm sure this was implied, but I just want to make sure for our listeners, 
a lot of these services you have to be a, a student to to access. Uh, so I just don't want anybody being like, oh, I can call, I can call Ball State mm. and then be denied because I just make everything worse. I feel like so. Yeah. Uh, just just be careful with that. Um, there are totally services for for non students yeah. uh, as 100%. well. So. Yeah. And uh, one thing, uh, this is, let's see here. I can't remember when this happened, but the 988 suicide hotline yes, was created, yes. um, which was, I think, phenomenal because it's you know easy. Uh, you know, it, it it's just easy. It's convenient to punch yeah. in three numbers, right? Mm-hmm. So um, definitely um, worth a mention for you know anybody uh, in you know the the nation, right? Uh, the 988 suicide hotline is available for suicide uh, and crisis management. So um, keep that in mind too. Yep. So uh, what questions do you guys have or what are your guys' thoughts? I mean, not, oh, no, Gabe, no, 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 no. I was, I was going to say a whole no, lot of nothing. No. So go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I was just going to say, you know, like obviously – just to put that out there to everybody who might be listening to the show and if you are somebody who is listening that is going through something in your life right now would that be something like a breakup you're having to move out you know anything in your life just remember this you are not alone you are loved by someone in this world there you there is never going to be a time where you're not loved by somebody and never think that you are alone like ever 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 you know if you are feeling like you're in a moment of your life where you're not happy and you are in a crisis you know as Gunnar mentioned please call 988 um if you do not want to call 988 there are many many other useful and amazing resources um that you can use to help you out um i know in uh in indiana locally has their own um i think it's uh 741741 uh i n texting yeah um, and then obviously, you know, there's other type of hotlines specific to things that you might be struggling with, whether that be, you know, somebody who is in the LGBTQ, someone who's in the army. There's so many services out there for you to choose. So please do not feel like you are alone and that you cannot contact anybody. Even if you can't use those resources, contact someone you love, contact family, contact a friend that you've known from school. People are there to listen to your problems and people are there to make sure that you are doing all right. Anything yeah. that involves taking your life is a temporary is a permanent solution to a temporary problem. No, for sure, and I I uh, experienced that too. Uh, just having you know, those you know life ending thoughts. It, it, yeah. it, um, it was a scary time, but um, you know, uh, like Dylan said, I I found and I connected with the people you know that I love that love me, which included you guys and. Um, I I will say uh, these past probably like well, what's it been eight nine months I um, have been like I have been at my mental best yeah. and uh, I think a lot of it attributes to the fact that um, you know, I'm just surrounded by you know amazing people uh, I've you know a lot of the, I I think that like greatly includes spending a lot of time with you guys yes so. Um, another, um, point I wanted to make is things like therapy, um, uh, finding a therapist, uh, you know, it's not for everybody to talk to somebody, um, but it's definitely worth a try. Um, and, um, 
I will say from my own experience, make sure you find a therapist that you can connect with. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people out there, right? But if it's not somebody you're, you know, you're you're just feeling it, you can't be, you know, you know, you can't pour pour your heart out. Um, yeah, that's okay. There's no shame in uh, actively trying to find somebody else. But uh, just a point I wanted to make. Um, and I think that's uh, really going to bring us into our next part is Ooh, that. I wanted to say one more thing. Oh, go I'm for sorry, it. Babe. I'm sorry, sorry, um, no, sorry. So um, I wanted to say, like, even if you're unsure of the thoughts you're thinking, like, if you're like, oh, is this normal to think this is just a part of being human? There is no shame and, and no judgment and no issue with going to just talk to somebody or if you can go to the doctor, if you can afford it or just something. Cause I, like I said earlier, I had no clue that I, I even other people told me that they thought I might've been depressed. Um, I didn't, I just thought it was normal. Uh, what I, the things I was thinking. And again, by no means is medication the answer it, it, for a lot of people. It is not, but, um, just trying something uh, a lot of times doesn't hurt. And if you have one bad experience with one medication, do not let that turn you off of medication in general. I did that. That was a big mistake I made. Um, I had a really bad uh, experience with an anxiety med, kind of swore off medication for a long time, and then I tried a depression med, and I, I think it really, really helped. Um, yeah. So just don't don't give up on something just because it doesn't work the first try. And um, I'm glad you brought up medication um, because um, there are a lot of medications that are out there that are are, are, are phenomenal that can help. Um, I personally can say I'm on medication. Um, you know, That's Gabe, fine. you mentioned you were on medication. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dylan just said he was too. It's uh, something we all do. Um, but you know, the idea is that you don't take just take medication and hope all your your troubles go away. Um, it's, you know, it's actively trying to, uh, do exercises, uh, you know, whether it be go to therapy or not, not for everybody. Um, you know, and maybe you can't afford it. it it's, it's a very real problem, but, um, there is, you know, also just, you know, surrounding yourself with people you love, with a good support system, building that support system, a support plan is something we had, um, you know, my family and I had, um, you know, just, doing the things making sure that you're putting yourself first um that's at least what i found for me so um just wanted to let everybody know that like um medication is 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 not a bad thing uh it 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 can seem a little scary um but don't just let that be the only answer um you know try try other exercises that can uh you know ground your uh you know those feelings of you know hopelessness irritability you know all that stuff um, so, uh, that is actually going to bring us into our next segment, which is our pharmacy drug fact. And it's actually awesome. related to, uh, antidepressants. So antidepressants are kind of a weird drug. We really don't know how they work, but we can take a fat guess. <laughs> Not really. Not a fat guess. We have a pretty good idea. Um, so, uh, it's thought that they increase or they moderate levels of chemicals in the brain. Uh, biggest ones being uh, serotonin and uh, norepinephrine or noradrenaline, uh, as they like to call it in the UK. Um, so I have a list here. Let me click on it real quick. Of some antidepressants. And I thought it'd be interesting to talk about them a little bit. So let's see here. 
So we have our first one, uh, which is uh, called selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. These are probably our most common ones, SSRIs. So there's sertraline, which is Zoloft, fluoxetine, which is Prozac, citalopram, which is Celexa, and escitalopram, which is Lexapro. Um, those are uh, common ones. There's also paroxetine, fluoxamine. Um, so they work by not entirely making sure that you have more serotonin, but moderating the amount so that way you're not having waves of serotonin come at one time and then not enough serotonin later. Instead, it helps spread it out and you have more steady emotions during the day. Um, then there are serotonin, and um, I've studied that one a lot, but I, the rest of these I haven't really studied that much. Um, so just wanted to let you guys know. So then there's serotonin norepinephrine uh, reuptake inhibitors, SNRI. It would be uh, venlafaxine, which is Effexor, duloxetine, which is Cymbalta. The biggest two, there's also desvenlafaxine, um, which is another common one. I can't remember what the brand name is for that one. And then uh, there's actually some atypical antidepressants. Um, and Gabe, uh, wait, never mind. There's bupropion, uh, which is Wellbutrin. That's what I'm on. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember. I was like, never yeah, mind. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> okay. Anyways, um, and then there's just serotonin modulators. It's just trazodone, velazodone, and there's uh, so many other ones. Um, and then we talked a bit last week, which kind of uh, relates to our pharmacy drug fact uh, through this week. Uh, things like um, it wasn't in the sense of you know depression or anxiety, mm -hmm. but um, uh, things like benzodiazepines are commonly used for anxiety. All the medications we listed are generally used, uh, you know, for you know either anxiety, depression, uh, you know, things like buprenorphine are also commonly used for anxiety, um, but. Um, yeah, benzodiazepines, very extreme jump to just go to benzodiazepines because uh, they're generally controlled substances, but they are out there uh, for anxiety. So, yeah, just wanted to let you guys know. So I think that really wraps up our mental health uh, discussion today, uh, unless any anybody has last, last thoughts. I have some thoughts about our next segment, but... Uh, sure, we'll... go for it, Dave. <laughs> I, I don't want to interrupt anybody else. I'm uh, just gonna just gonna remind everybody. Remember, you are not alone. You are <laughs> not alone. Yes. You hear it all the time, but it it really is true. Uh, it 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 was. I I heard it, and I'd be like, "That's that's the dumbest thing I ever heard." And then now that I I am in a mentally well position, I it's it's, you know, coming to a point I can actually relate to that statement. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a very true statement. So, um, yeah. So, uh, right. We as humans naturally just want to want to help each other. So it, there's no yeah. there's no there's zero Absolutely. people that have zero people that love them. It's just it's not possible. Uh, but uh, on a related note, bad marketing. How about that, guys? Yeah, it's coming. <laughs> In our second <laughs> second ever bad marketing, uh, it's kind of a combination of our retired car fact and bad marketing. We're going to be talking about Lincoln and their zero for two attempt at making a luxury truck a thing. Um, <laughs> it's a bit more complicated than that, but we'll get into it. The first attempt Ford made was in the early 2000s. It's called the Lincoln Blackwood. It was a gnarly looking thing. You guys can look it up. 
as essentially an early 2000s F-150 with the signature Lincoln fascia at the time. That, that If you looked at a Lincoln SUV or truck, you would recognize it at the time. Um, it had leather, a factory tonneau cover that was power operated, um, and it, it had a velvet lined bed. It was not a work truck. It was basically oh, just a truck. Gosh. Yeah. No. Who wants that, first of all? They put a lot of effort into it, but it just was a flop. Um, it was just a truck-shaped Lincoln Town Car, but way less reliable and desirable. I've hear, I hear that those power tonneau covers fail on every single one of them, and then you can't get into your bed. So um, over at Short Life, it sold less than 4,000 units, which I hope I don't have to say is not a very large number for a uh, automaker. Uh, Ford didn't want to give up, though, because they really were confident in this luxury truck thing. They tried again for the 2006 model year with the Lincoln Mark LT, which was a lot better, but it was better because they put less effort into it, if you know what I mean. Uh, it was a very lazy rebadge of that generation's Ford F-150. Uh, the exterior had some extra chrome, a different grill, uh, different tail lamps that I think were actually kind of uglier. If you guys look up the Mark uh, Lincoln Mark LT rear end, it, they're pretty ugly. Uh, and, it and a Lincoln badge, and then it only came in crew cab. In the interior, you got really comfy leather, leather seats, a really crude infotainment system, some better materials, and that's about it. The interiors were essentially the same. Sold a total of around 36,000 units in the five years it was out, which that doesn't sound bad, 36,000 units. I, I can't buy 36,000 cars. Uh, but when you consider that the Ford F-150 sells usually around double that per month, um, <laughs> it's clear that people really didn't want a Lincoln truck. Uh, the reason this is bad marketing and not just a bad product, Ford found out the hard way that, and they tried twice. Come on, uh, they try. They, they found out the hard way that people don't want a luxury brand truck. Um, uh, so Ford has a few trim levels of a luxury truck uh, under the Ford brand, uh, and that is the Lariat, King Ranch, Platinum, and Limited. This accounts for over half of the trim levels avail available uh, for the F one hundred and fifty. And the price of these uh, pr price of these luxury trucks start at sixty thousand dollars for the cheapest luxury truck. Uh, even if the four trim levels accounted for only twenty percent of F one hundred and fifty sales in twenty twenty two, they still sold over one hundred and thirty thousand of these things in just one year, uh, which is obviously a lot more than thirty six thousand trucks over the course of five years. So what this proves, it pe people want a luxury truck; they just don't want a luxury brand truck. And, and the reasoning for that is trucks are just status symbols. You will see a CEO of some random Fortune 500 company pull up in a, a lifted F-250 King Ranch with all the bells and whistles, but they never take it off the pavement. It's just, it just gets them to work and back. It's, it's just a status symbol. But because it's just a status symbol, they want it to look tough. And a Lincoln brand truck does not look tough. People don't want that. Um, so... People wanted the truck. They just did not want it to say Lincoln. That's that's all it was. Uh, they are currently very successful just marketing it as a Ford. So that was just some bad marketing on Ford, and they found out the hard way. Wow. Yes. I can imagine the people at Ford having some bad mental health. <laughs> <laughs> they need to call Ball State and <laughs> But um, an interesting fact about the Lincoln Mark LT is that it was successful enough in Mexico to give it another generation. So if you look up Mexican Ford Mark LT of like 2009 to 2012, they exist, but they didn't continue it after then. I don't know. It's just, it's a big thing. They just made a mistake, whatever. 
But that is all, all right. for our uh, bad marketing and car fact of the day. Okay. Uh, ben, slap us in the face <laughs> with that Ben Law. Big, slap us fat, real meaty. good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, before, before we get to that... <laughs> We got to the topic of cars, and it made me it made me want to want to share my current car struggle right now. Oh yeah, yeah. So course. my key fob does not work, uh, and it's not just the. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm getting to that. Yeah. Uh, no. Oh. Um, so it's not the battery because I replaced the battery. Uh, I spent like eight or nine dollars on just a new car uh, fob battery. Yeah. Uh, replaced it. And it worked better for like a day, and then it just stopped working again. So it's not the battery; it's the fob. the 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 thing that frustrates me is okay. I can get into my car still. Um, you know, the siren or the the horn starts blaring every time I, I unlock it. Don't even get me started uh, on that crap. I don't. I don't get why GM <laughs> does that. But <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I know it's it's frustrating. Um, but the, the real thing that gets me upset, uh, I drive a, a 2008 Pontiac G6. I cannot get into my trunk without a fob. There's no what? keyhole. There's no anything inside the car to huh. uh, like a lever to unlock the trunk. I've done my research. There's no way for me to get inside my trunk without like getting a screwdriver and dissembling things behind my seats. Oh my so God. I'm, I'm going to have to buy a new key fob go to it like yeah. the dealership or whatever which is annoying but like mm. it's, it's just it's just really inconvenient i don't even remember what's in my trunk because it's so long we can <laughs> since i've gotten in there it's interesting because the fact that you put a new battery in it and it worked better for a day yeah i wonder that, that if is a weird thing just something with like the transponder or whatever if it's just sucking a lot of battery out if it's i don't know what it is that's weird that's a weird issue um, yeah it is it is very inconvenient i'm sorry about that ben yeah, I, I appreciate it. Uh, I didn't mean it. It was insincere. <laughs> it, was a, it was an empty gesture. <laughs> okay. I'm going to have to be calling Ball State here pretty soon, guys. <laughs> we, we just get done saying everybody loves you. You know, you're always loved by somebody. And I do that. Crap. It's like, get fucked. Well, have you guys been you got- noticing my longtime ga- gag of just going off on Dylan? How yes. stupid he is? <laughs> In all of our group chats, literally, like I, I'll see like one of like the most sincere things. And I'll just go, "Shut the fuck up, Dylan!" <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I don't plan on stopping, Dylan. I know. Oh yeah. <laughs> Unless, like, you ask me, like, to stop, then I will. No, yeah. you're, no, no yeah. you're all good. You're all good. Great, because I didn't care. <laughs> I there <it> was. <laughs> Okay. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you for 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 that crazy, meaty, <laughs> Ben <Juicy>. Law, succulent. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, uh, Gabe, you have some weird news for us today. I do, as always, uh, or I guess I should say, as sometimes. This is straight from the Associated Press. I was going to do an Indiana one, but the Indiana one turned out to not be that entertaining it's about like an adults only corn maze which is cool on paper but it didn't really we'll see <laughs> we'll see 
Um, it's an adults only corn maze. <laughs> exactly. That's why I. Th- and then I clicked on it, and I think it's just like you can drink alcohol in it or something. I don't oh, know. Oh, I thought I thought it was gonna be something cool, like it was penis shaped. Why, why would you want to drink in a in a corn maze? You just get more lost. You just get more scared. Yeah. Imagine getting hammered, and you just keep like walking. You just yeah. walking into Ima- the maze at that point. Imagine walking, waking up from a hangover in the middle of a cornfield no. maze. No, it'd be so bad if like they didn't even have a corn maze. They just got people hammered and then sent them in into, into a cornfield. In corn yeah, like, hey, so Find your way out. <laughs> this maze is really good. <laughs> we haven't even got into our weird we news. Okay, this is straight from the Associated Press. An unusual find in China suggests that some early mammals may have hunted dinosaur for dinner. And as we know, dinosaurs are related to uh, birds. So I guess, you know, we're not too far away from that. The fossil, sh- the fossil shows a badger-like creature chomping down on a small beaked dinosaur, their skeletons intertwined. The find comes from a site known as Chine- China's Pompeii, where mud and debris from long-ago volcanoes buried creatures in their tracks. Quote, it does seem like uh, this is a prehistoric hunt capture in stone like a uh, captured in stone like a freeze frame, uh, unquote. University of Edinburgh, Edinburgh, I'm assuming it's Edinburgh, uh, paleontologist C- Steve Brousset, or Broussat, who was not involved with the study, said in an email. The fossil described Tuesday in the journal Scientific Reports shows two creatures from around 125 million years ago during the Cretaceous period. Even though the mammal was much smaller, researchers think it was attacking the dinosaur uh, when they both got caught in the vol- volcanic flow. <laughs> that would suck. <laughs> said a study author Jordan Mallon, uh, the paleobiologist, paleobiologist at the Canadian Museum of Nature. The mammal is perched on the dinosaur, its paws gripping the reptile's jaw and a hind limb where its teeth plunge into the rib cage. Quote, I have never seen a fossil like this before, Mallon said. That mammal uh, that mammals ate dinosaur meat uh, had been proposed before. Another fossil showed a mammal died with a dinosaur remains in its gut. But the new find also suggests that mammals may have actually preyed on dinosaurs several times their size and didn't just scavenge ones that were already dead, Alex said. There's a lot more to that story, but uh, you got to go and click the link in our description to hear it. You guys want to see the picture of this? Yeah. Of this, uh, this, little, this little dude. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, viewers. I'm going to have to go into penis channel instead of our, uh, <laughs> instead of our <laughs> uh, little thing. Instead God of our forbid. Little yeah, I know, right? Uh, so I'll upload. I'm just uh, seeing a picture of uh, Roblox. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah. So uh, as you, you can kind of see the little skull, uh, and then the uh, the much bigger body, they're kind of intertwined. It's hard to see what's going on, but I, I trust them. <laughs> I trust them. I think I think a mammal's eating a dinosaur here. <laughs> Possibly. Yes. Let me get back into the butthole channel where we are talking. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I gotta admit that, that story was cool and all, but I really would have wanted to hear more about the the eighteen plus corn. If maze. it was twenty one plus, <laughs> twenty one plus corn, twenty one plus corn maze. And it, I I can try to find more information on it. The article I read just seemed really boring, and it gave very little information on it, which is almost better because we could just speculate, <laughs> right? And then come up with the idea that there is no corn maze. They just drop them off in the middle. They just of the throw field. them into a cornfield. Have fun, adults only. <laughs> <laughs> that's our weird news for today what do you fellas think amazing amazing. i think this is getting me itching for some crazy hairy 
long philosophy with Ben. Yes. Did, wait, hang on. Did we just did we just wait. skip Ben's law? Yeah, we skipped Ben's law. <laughs> we just talked about your car. <laughs> <laughs> that was Ben's law. That was Ben's law. I remember, no, no. I remember someone even transitioned from yes. Ben thinks for the law fact. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Gunner, you literally said, All right, that was a good law fact. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> ben, ben said, okay, guys, for the law today, I fucking hate my car. My car sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good law, fact. It, it, it was. He raised it about his car. That was the law, fact. Okay, let's get into it. Okay. So, oh, my uh, God. <laughs> as uh, we, we know, we've had a theme today going for with uh, related segments. So I've got a segment on curfew today in Indiana. Okay. Um, yes. So let's see here. So the curfew in Indiana for uh, people who are under the age of 15, they cannot be out uh, between the hours of 11 p.m. and 5 a.m. And when I say out, that refers to public places. They just can't okay. be in public spaces uh after those times, and that's for all days of the week. Uh, and then if you are 15 through 17, uh, then it's the same Monday through Thursday, 11 p.m. to 5 a.m. You you can't be out in public spaces. Uh, but on the weekends, Friday through Sunday, it's 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. Uh, so you, uh, oh. you can stay out a little later on the weekends. And then... Uh, uh. Obviously, once you're 18, that no longer applies to you. Uh, so yeah, that that is the extent of Indiana's curfew laws. Curfew's a weird thing. I just I never see it enforced. Like I know, ever. and I know if you have a job, like Ben said, it's public places. But are are interstates counted as public? If you're driving at that time of night, can you be pulled over? Like, what if you're going to your job? I don't know. But uh, um, I, I think if you have a job, you have some kind of you know, you, you can do that without getting in trouble. But I just, I wonder, like, if you had to go through a public place, like if you had to walk to work or something, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just speculating. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. But if, if you're going to be like the police officer who's like, wait a second, aren't you 15 and it's 1132 p.m.? <laughs> you know, like if I was the We're like, taking you to jail. <laughs> You can't if you can't do the time, don't do the crime. <laughs> it, like I don't, yeah. Like that's the thing too. It's that like if someone like what are they gonna do if like a minor breaks the curfew law? It's like yeah, literally yeah. like you're gonna go in the hammer, kid, or like you're gonna be a fine kid. Like, the hammer, yeah. the hammer. No, you mean the go, slammer? Call oh. Daryl Isaacs. Wait, Dylan, Dylan, do you mean the slammer? <laughs> It's not the hammer. The said, You're out at 1133. We're taking your ass to the hammer. <laughs> Instead of a baton, they just got a hammer. You're going to learn your lesson for the today. curfew breakers. Specifically for the curfew breakers. <laughs> You're going to the hammer. <laughs> Don't you the hammer? <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, moving on. Oh my god. Uh, all right. I'm I'm ready for you some philosophy with Ben though. Yes, um, yes. Wasn't that okay. the philosophy? <laughs> <laughs> ben needs to get just get his segments in, like in line. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's all oh, Ben's okay. fault. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Actually, well, it's Dylan's fault. Yeah, it's Dylan. It's, Dylan. it's definitely Dylan. What did I do? Everything. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're the fourth person person on the podcast for a reason. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just teasing Dylan. We love you. Not, yeah, yeah, you don't. <laughs> Dylan, I can give you Ball State's number if you need. And talk about your philosophy. Talk about your fucking philosophy. Okay. Well, we're we're returning to uh, a little bit more of a somber. Uh, hmm. uh, what's the word that I'm looking Tone? for? The hammer. Mood. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Both any of those yes, except for yes. the hammer. Um, so, uh, yeah, if you guys if you guys could relate everything that we've talked about in the earlier segment of this podcast mm. or this episode, uh, that would be great. So the question that I came up with for today is, what do you need to hear, and why? Like, so what's something that you just you wish somebody would say to you, and why is that? I have been wishing, wishing for years, for as long as I can remember, to hear from my parents, Gunner, we will absolutely get you the Lego Death Star. No problem. <laughs> we love you so much. Oh, my God. I've been, I've been <laughs> waiting to hear that. We were all sitting here just like trying yes, to yes. really hone in and, and listen and, no, and I, came I, out as with soon that. as gunner was clearing the floor like that i knew it wasn't gonna be, it wasn't gonna be like what we were thinking um i don't know that's a really good question the first I, thing that comes need, to mind oh go ahead i was gonna say i need to be reminded that like i'm loved because i i i'm really bad about i, I i'm in a bit of an aggressive cycle with this it's like I don't hear it, and then it's like they don't love me. But I know they mm. do. Like actions can like still speak yeah. for that. Or yeah. it's like I hear it, and it's like they just have to say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're contractually obligated because I'm their son. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I don't know, but I still like hearing it. Like you yeah. know, it, I it, it's hard to believe, but I've been getting better. So I, I like to be reminded that I'm loved. Because mm -hmm. it, it makes it makes you feel all cheeky inside, you know. <laughs> I love you, Gunner. I for one love you very much. I yes, love you, Gunner. I love you, Gunner. Uh, guys, <laughs> one at a time. <laughs> um, uh, for me, I'm I'm very like like I said earlier, I'm very unsure of myself on just about anything, and I, I overthink every decision I make, and, and every even in social situations, I'm like, did I? Was I talking too much? That's a big thing I do on this podcast. I talk way too much, guys. I'm sorry. It's not on purpose. Um, but, like, I just overthink every single thing I do. And just hearing somebody be like, that's all normal. Like, that's all fine. Like, uh, you, you weren't whatever you think you were. Like, you weren't awkward. You weren't uh, stupid. You weren't, like, rude. You weren't, you weren't offending anybody. You were, you were, you know, whatever. Just, like... So I guess I'm to ease my mind a little bit, because um, it and it's just like that wouldn't stop the thoughts from happening, but that would, I guess, ease them. But it's just a lot of the times I'm too nervous to even share, you know, what what I'm thinking. Um, so just kind of uh, relates to like unconditional, just like, you know, I love you for who you are, kind of thing. Um, 
Yeah. I love you for who you are, Gabe. Thank you. Me too. I noticed nobody else said that that time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for, for Dylan to go, and then I was going to. Were we going so in episodic order? Wait, we were? Oh. <laughs> Just how we do things on this podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh. Notice how Dylan still didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. He, I don't he just know. he needed to think about it. <laughs> I, I really had to think about it. I don't know. I think for me it'd just probably be like, you know, stop stop like overstressing about things. Because like, mm. you know, like pre to like kinda latch onto before, like I stress out about like so many things, so many pointless things. Like, to the point where I literally had to have, like, a whole life-changing event happen this past year just for me to finally be like, okay, I need to stop honing in on these things so much. Because they were really just taking over, like, how I thought, how I was spending my time and everything. So, yeah. Yeah, fair. Fair. This is... This is... I'm sorry to go again, but I I have something... I saw a TikTok the other day of somebody making an argument... Um, about something. I want to hear your guys' thoughts on it. So, um, as we know, mental health has come a lot more into like the limelight and in the United States over the past few years, people are more accepting and, and wanting to, 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 to figure out, you know, their own mental health and they're wanting to make changes and they're wanting to, but somebody made the argument that in the United States, because we're such an individual, individualistic society, we will never truly be completely mental health advocates because we're so concerned with our own mental health we're so concerned with like okay this is how i feel when you do that that we never think okay but they can feel the same thing when i do that to them um so like like and the per- the person was, was talking about how like everybody points to narcissism with other people like oh they hurt me they must be a narcissist instead of thinking like oh they're a person that also struggles with mental health maybe that's why they made that decision um, so they were just, th- they were like, um, they were like anti-capitalist uh, and I don't know if they said anti-capitalist or if they genuinely just said they were like socialist or communist or something. Uh, and they said they were mental health like advocate and they were anti-capitalist or whatever they said. Uh, I want to hear your guys' thoughts on that. Like, if do we, do we almost think too much about our own mental health and do we need to hear that? Our, our actions affect other people just like other people's actions affect us? Or do you think we mostly know that? I, I think we need to hear it sometimes because I definitely forget. Sometimes I think a little bit too much about myself. I totally, so I like, me too. I like to be reminded. Me too, totally. Huh. I guess that's the end of that <laughs> the one. Trick, <laughs> that's, that's it. That's it. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I don't have any much. I agree. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool, cool. Could have said and that, Dylan. I guess it was too hard. I shook my head, okay? What do you want from me? <laughs> how, how's, the, how's the listener going to know? Watch yeah. the YouTube Watch the YouTube channel. Uh, ben, even if you have a dissenting opinion, this we're not, I'm not going to... What What do you think? I agree. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay, well that's great. That was the boys discuss philosophical question. Ben, I, our our listeners don't know this, but you keep being blinded by the sun every few seconds. Are you I okay? Know. Like he's just like struggling over here like every time he just <laughs>
he just like has to go down every few minutes a giant it's like the exposure on your camera goes wild and it just looks like you are literally on the sun yeah it's like if i if i go out of focus for a second oh there it goes oh my god (laughs) i don't know why (laughs) maybe i need to get like a new webcam or something i'm just using the the webcam built into my laptop that Uh, that that do it yep you need to play a bruh maybe oh yeah I heard that's a that's usually the most common fix for this yes, issue. Yes, 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 it actually is. So yeah, I'd recommend playing Bruh. right now on Roblox.com. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Well, our last segment is what are the odds? Yes. yes. I don't know. What are they? So I, I, I was asking <laughs> you guys. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Right. Gabe, would you care to explain... Okay, so what are the odds is a combination of a dare and a bet. There's an odds asker and an odds set. Uh, well, I should say an odds asker and a victim. That's what I say now. Uh, the odds asker dares the victim to do a dare, and the victim gets to set their own likelihood of having to do it uh, with a number. The higher the number, the less likely they are to have to do the dare. On a count of three, a third party <laughs> counts down from three, three, two, one, and uh, the odds asker and the victim say a number between one and the number they set at the same time if they say the same number then they have to do the dare. The victim has to do the dare. If none of our individual odds hit, we will do a descending odds, which basically means one of us will have to do it. You'll get it if we get there. Sorry for my yapping, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, no, it's fine. No, I, no what are you talking about? All right, also, so can, can I, our viewers will know. <laughs> can I point out the fact that, Gabe, you've, you've explained what are the odds like 33 times now? Yes, yes. And However I, I, many episodes we are. I don't have a script anymore. I just, it's it's just up there. There's no getting it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, okay. Um, so, uh, I recently I was, uh, you know, not dared, but I was going to be, and I decided I was just going to go ahead and do it. Yeah, so, Gabe came up with a lovely, Gabe came up with the lovely idea of, um, <laughs> you know, I would have to get a nightgown, which I, I'm doing like a a, a, a long robe, uh, kind of works. Yes, uh, yes, a nightcap and a candle, yes, yes. and go into a bar and say, "Hey, quiet town, I'm trying to sleep," <laughs> and just leave because um, it'd be too embarrassing to stay there. Now, here's the thing, fellas, I got two nightcaps and I got two candles. <laughs> oh no! Oh, so. Oh, oh. And to interrupt this, uh, can we can we throw a picture of what you look like with the nightcap and the candle? Yeah, yeah, and the, yeah. And go, the go so for it, Put yeah. that up right here. Boom. Okay, okay, okay continue. <laughs> so, what if between you three you do descending odds? No, no, no. We'll keep it. We'll keep it with the four of us. We'll do a descending odds. If it hits on me, I have to do it by myself still. Okay. 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 Fair. And that'll yeah. just be our odds for today. Does that sound okay? That sounds wonderful. Yeah, nice, lighthearted one. Better, better than the plantain odds I had. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, we we had some uh, pre pre podcast discourse over what our odds would be, and Dylan had a, a gnarly one. That he... <laughs> so, okay. if you guys don't mind, I would like to go first. Fair. Okay. Four. I knew I you knew were going to say. I, I knew, knew it. it. I knew. You were sorry. I was okay. Okay, I was driving home the other day for work, and I was thinking, why don't we have a system for who gets to go first on the descending odds? Because I've gone first, and I take advantage of it. Dill, uh, Gunner, you go first. You take advantage of it. Why is that not like a thing that we have a, a system for or something? Because <laughs> this always happens. Okay, all right. Let's let's go ahead. Let's get it over with. Okay. Uh, uh, I will count down. 
I'll say the number. All right. Three, <laughs> two, one. one. Two. Okay. I'll go next. I'll count what? down. What's the number? Three. I'll say the number. <laughs> what what did I say? Like one? Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe you really want to. I would have said two. Uh, okay, three. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Three, two, one. Two. Three. I almost said. I almost said three. Oh, okay. All right, well, Dylan. I two. I'll okay. say the number. I'll count down. Three, two, one. Two. Two. <laughs> Dylan, Dylan has so many odds in Nashville. I don't think we have let the viewers know how many odds this man has to do in Nashville bars on the weekend and the weekdays because we're going to be there for a while. This man has to do so much. Can we can we give the viewers a little taste of one of the odds you have to do? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We elaborated on one of them in like a previous episode. This can we season. can we do the water one? Because I, I didn't know about that one until Ben just told me about it when we went to breakfast the other day. Oh, okay, so Ben told you the wrong thing. All, <laughs> okay, okay. All Dylan has to do is he has to go up to somebody, say, let me buy you a drink, and get them water. Not a whole table, just okay. one person. No, I thought it was a whole table. I was under the impression it was a whole table, right? What? I the bartender. It... I so I've been like, get, hey. getting it wrong this entire time? It's I think a whole you have. table. It's, I have no, to no, find no, out. Hang on, hang on. I mean, it could be one I, person, but like I have to tell the bartender, get that guy a water. And yes. then have the bartender say, it came from that guy. And I have yes. to be like... Yeah. You know, so that's what I originally thought it was, but then, like, not too long ago, Dylan and you, well, all of you, I think, were like, uh, yeah, it's it's a whole table, and so I just went along with that, like, oh, I guess it's a whole table. So I think I mean, we just like, got mixed up. I it can either be a whole table or it could be like maybe one person, you know, because we don't know what the bar climate's going to be like. And, and, um, just to remind you guys, we also have to wear a shirt, all of us have to wear a shirt into a national <laughs> bar with Ben's face on it. Uh, do, do you guys want to see the shirt? Because I, I got it right in the there. Mail. I got oh, it right do you, there. Do you, want, do you want to show us? Do you want yeah, to show mine, us? Mine still hasn't came. My, oh, mine came same. today. <laughs> for some, for some, so for some context on the image, we were on a Discord call one time. I think we were playing Roblox together. And Ben's face froze in that exact face. So I took a picture of it and I put it on his shirt. <laughs> Can we get a close-up? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, please. Oh, one. It looks just like you. <laughs> it's so... It's this. Yeah, yeah. Recreate it. Recreate it. <laughs> I can't even do it. It looks... I, honestly, I can't. You, you almost look like the same person. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, my all right. God. Well, now, on top of all the other stuff I got to do, I got to join Gunner and go into a bar with a nightgown on it. <laughs> can you imagine? Let me, you, let me write this down. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes. oh my God. That's, a, that's can, how many I have to do? That's like a laundry list. Can you imagine list. if Dylan walks in with Gunner uh, with the nightgown and the, and, the, and the candlestick and the hat, he stays behind. And he's like, "Isn't wasn't Gunner a grump? Let, get that table a glass of water, please." <laughs> 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 no, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> that guy was a gr- that, that guy was a Scrooge. That whole table, the whole bar, get, get some water, water, get the waters. Okay, I'm going so- back to bed. <laughs> So, so Dylan and Gunner are going to be doing this. Me and Gabe, I guess we can go inside the bar and wait for you guys to come in and record it. 
and then yeah. who knows maybe that maybe that can go up on the rwap pod instagram page yeah I, I i say that all the time but i always forget to do it so hopefully i'll remember to do it this time <laughs> <laughs> okay i i think we need to wrap it up there yes, so yes. Too. all right fellas for a while well, thank you for tuning in to episode two of Reality yes. with a Twist. Um, I'm Gunner. I'm Dylan. I'm Ben. And I'm Gabriel. Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye. <laughs>